Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We'd like to welcome you to the 151st episode of Talk Shoes. Amen. 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 Listen to the turning point. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. We'd like to welcome you to the turning point this evening where Jesus Christ is Lord, the head of our life. And my name is Charles Lee. And I'm Maureen Lee. Yes, and we just want to welcome you this evening with our topic because um, there's so much right now going on in the world, and, you know, we, we don't have to get deep into it. But when we came out with this title, you know, God never makes no mistakes, and the Holy Ghost always gives you the utterance of what needs to be said. But Amen. When it came out, the be all, be all you can be, that's a slogan from the, from the Army. And, and right now, we are definitely in a war. Amen. Amen. And it's a spiritual war. It's, it's, not, it's not seen by, by common eyes, and, and you can't really hear what's going on by common ears, but we are definitely in a spiritual war right now. As we know, everybody knows the, the results of the, um, the presidential campaign, which I, I want to speak to the Christians out here tonight to let them know that we are not really involved in this. Amen? Amen? God has put spiritual blinders on you to let you know that you are in this world. You're not of this world. Come on. Okay, so what goes on down here in this world, we're, we're going to be a part of it. We're going to see it, but it shouldn't affect us to the point where it, where it affects non-believers. Amen? Amen. Amen, because people are so upset at what's going on, but, you know, God always has a ram in the bush, don't, don't he, honey? You know he do. He always has a always. ram in the bush. And, see, we sometimes we have to look further beyond the tips of our noses to where we, we could look at this situation and... After after everything that had happened that night, you know, people were calling and you've seen everything on the news and the, and the radio, but, but God kept telling me that it's, it's this phrase that just stayed with me through the whole night. As I went to work, I, I was talking to people and I was telling my wife, I was saying that this, that this phrase that God was giving me was just it, it, it encamped in my spirit where he was saying, while you're trying to figure it out, I already worked it out. Amen. Amen. Let, let, let me say that again, because I, I don't. I don't think a lot of people that's listening tonight have really got that. God is saying, while you're trying to figure out what happened and what's going to take place and how it's going to end up, He said, "I already worked it out." Amen. Amen. He's telling you that I've already worked this situation out. Believe me, it's going to come out in your favor. Amen. It's going to come out in your favor, because see, a lot of times rebuke. And things that happen that God sends down to us that don't feel good all the time. Amen? Well, we don't know. We know we, he always have a ram in a bush. And what I love about the whole situation, the devil still had to ask for permission to do whatever he did. Amen. And for the election, 
He had permission. We're going to have Donald Trump as our leader, but guess what? God is the main leader of our life, the author, the finisher, and the maker of our lives. So as we pray through the next four years of our life in this election and Amen. whatever went on, Amen. God is going to make a way like he always has. Amen. He may be the president, but the God that we serve is still the king of kings and the lords of lords. Amen. Amen. So, I mean, as far as with your faith in Christians, business is, 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 is as usual. Like I said, it's not gonna, it's not gonna bother you. It's not like I can't say it didn't bother you or didn't bother us. What went on? Because see, that's the human side of you. But our word tonight would be all you can be. One of the key words that we were looking at was called commitment. And Amen. see, this is when it's really gonna hit. I mean, I mean, this is really when the iron hits the fire. Commitment now. See, your commitment to Christ and the way that you really call yourself following Him is really gonna be tested now. Amen? It's really going to be tested because once we throw some kind of adversity in front of you, a lot of us just fold up. And we try to, you know, you, you, you can't, you, what's, what's the phrase, honey, they have uh, uh, action gets reaction. Uh-huh. So, see, when adversity comes your way, if we don't take an action, it won't be a reaction. Amen. So, see, when people are saying the way things are going on, I still want you, you, you brothers and sisters out there, and especially in these marriages. I don't want, I don't want you to let the hard times bear down on you any more than it has, because God said He would never leave you nor forsake you. And believe me, He did not bring you this far. Come on, to let you go now. Amen, amen. Wherever God's mercy can take you, His grace will be there. Amen. So, so the, like I said, the word commitment right now means more to us than anything that you could ever think of. And, and, and here, here is one of the uh, the dictionary meanings I had got for the word commitment: the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity. So, your cause is to make sure that we can still bring people into the kingdom. Amen. Amen. We're not we're not taking our eyes off that. Because we have a new president, Amen. Come on, baby. I don't. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care what somebody may tell you the outcome. But see, God already told me we got the victory, Amen. He didn't go to the cross to die and get whipped and get all those lashes and you know to come back and then three days and raise up for us to sit here and act like we are the defeated foe. So I want I want all you Christians out there that are listening to this show tonight, and we're on TalkShoe. The phone number is 724-444-7444. And if you have a question, anything you want to talk, you can hit 1. Amen? Am I right? No, I think it's 8. Is it 8? It's 8 pound, right? 8 pound. Amen. Amen. But, um, but I'm, actually, actually, your show has a um, pin number. Um, how you doing? Um, hey, that's um, the pin number on here. The, the uh, yeah, the pin number is uh one four two six five eight, and they and they're gonna hit pound. And after they hit pound, um, they're gonna hit um they're gonna hit one pound. That's to listen to the show. And if they like to speak to you, they're gonna hit star eight. Uh, I know it's a lot and it's a bit to get used to, but um, that's pretty much the format of um how how to uh reach the show. Well, well, you know what. Brother Robert, I'm glad we got you here to cut to clear all that up because that was a lot. <laughs> but I thank God, I thank God for you. 
Amen. You know, amen for for, for, amen. for being and making sure everything is straight. <laughs> amen. But um, oh, you know, like I said, the word commitment it, it means so much right now because you know your passion in your life. Like people, people tell you if you want to be successful, you hang around successful people. You know, if if you want to be smart, you hang around smart people. But see, if you want to have a life after Christ, you got to hang around committed people. Amen. You know, I, I'm not talking about somebody that just talk about Christ on Sunday and they're going back to the clubs on Monday. I'm talking about somebody that talk about them seven days a week, 24-7. And I don't mean the, the way we were as we were growing up because I remember, you know, as a little boy, my, my grandmother used to broadbeat us with that. And, and you don't have to do that today because, see, you have a choice especially when you get to a certain age as an adult. You have a choice if you want to do this, if you want to do that, if you want to serve Christ. But a lot of us today, when we sit up here, we get these choices and, and, and we have commitments. We are so committed to our jobs, okay? We, 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 don't, we don't want to be late. You know, we don't want to offend nobody. We want to do the best job we can. But when it comes to being committed to the Word of God, we, we lack. Amen. We lack a little bit. Amen. And, and I'm telling you now what I know, what, what was told to me, the, the Holy Spirit is saying now that we, we have to utter ourselves up into another level because the level we was at before we got comfortable. Uh-huh. And see, we're getting complacent because we had four years of President Obama and Michelle. Everything was so happy, lucky. We got gold, another four years, you know, and, 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 and hey, good. Years. Uh-huh. We get good. What do we, we, we sat back and we like, oh my God. And, 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 even even as I look at the couples, you know, we was trying to trying to sit there and and and, and pattern ourselves at the Obama and and, and Michelle. Mm-hmm. But now you're looking at a whole different picture, couples. Yeah, Amen. That's so true. What, what our pastor said, Pastor Baroness Martin, is we have to do a shift. Yeah, yeah. It's a shift, shift in, atmosphere. in the atmosphere. It's a shift. So we have to stay, like, be all you can be in Christ. Amen. Be all you can be to show your family, I am strong because I have God on my side. I can do all things through Christ. I can go forward because if God is with me, who can be against me? Amen. And these are the words we have to talk into our children and still in our lives, that we can do all things through Christ. Amen. And that's what this race is about. It's about Christ. We got to see him at the finish line. If we don't see him... We'll see his his foe. It's up to y'all. He gave us a choice, either right or wrong. It's no lukewarm. Amen. 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 And 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 just to give you another another definition, because there's a couple definitions of the word commitment, and this this goes back way far. Almost, I'm gonna give you some definitions that go back as far as the 1600s. Come on, Amen. And, and one of them, this is uh, out of another dictionary. It says an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. And what that really is breaking down is saying when you're committed to something, you are dedicated. Uh-huh. You, I mean, you, 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 you straight frontal on it. You, you have tunnel vision. So, see, that's why it says restricted freedom of action. See, if, if I'm committed, let me give you, let me give you a good, good, good situation. If, uh, if, if I'm committed to putting a house together, Okay, I'm, I'm a contractor, but I'm I'm committed, and that's the restricted freedom. I can't be trying to put this house together and be thinking about 
okay, well, once the house gets finished, I, I, I think they want a swimming pool. We need a swimming pool. See, one thing at a time. Amen? Amen. Once I finish with constructing this house up, then I can think about, as a contractor, I'll put a pool in. That's where you get the restricted actions from. But it also says commitment means to promise to give or do. Amen. Just like we make a promise to to our wife, to our kids. Well, you know, I used to I used to drink alcohol. I used to be a drug addict, but I promise not to do that anymore. That's a commitment that I've given to them. And see, a lot of commitments that we step into, we gotta we gotta think about them. Even when you go to buy a house or go buy a car, when you put your name on that dotted line, that's a commitment. Okay. And just like when you take the you say. I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and they put that your name in that land book of life. You made a commitment. You made a vow. We're not telling you you're going to make mistakes. That's that's life. That's right. That's what you're going to do. But you still have to press for the mark of the high call, and you know that's Christ Jesus. So what we need y'all to really do in 2016, at the beginning of 17, get your walk right. That's right. Get your attitude right. Mm -hmm. Let your light shine. Don't let it go dim. Let it be bright for the world to see. You have to stay focused, you guys. And and we we really need that now in in this time uh, uh, era right here because another attribute from commitment is the attitude of someone who works very hard to support something. Uh Amen? See, when you work very hard to support something, that tells you and shows a person how committed you are. Amen? Amen. That's just like when you go to work every day, somebody might have to be to work at 5 o'clock. If you're there at 4.30, 4.15, ready to work, that shows commitment on your part. Yeah. And if you're out here bringing souls to Christ, and, and I know a lot of times Christians, we don't, we don't do it like Jehovah Witnesses. We're not walking up and down the street all the time which I commend them on that because they're very committed to that. Uh-huh. They're very, and, and I just, I can't, you know, there's nothing that I can say about that because they're out there putting their word out. But even on your job, even when you're in a supermarket and you're talking to somebody, you know, you don't have to browbeat them about the Lord, but you can let them know, you know what, because I've talked to so many people in supermarket lines and they talk about problems and situations they're going through, and I'll just let them know, you know what, God is still on the throne. Yes, he is. Amen? Amen. God is on, God, God is on the throne to where all you have to do is talk to him. Let him I mean, he knows about your problems. See, don't, don't think that God is not all-knowing and all-seeing. See, people got to realize that we do this in repetition so he can hear it. That's just like your father down here, your parents. If you need something at school and you come home every day and you don't tell them what you need, they'll never know. They're not mind readers. Okay, but God loves to hear you come and talk to him, confide in him, let him know what you need. That way it will get done. But you know what people don't realize? He is a jealous guy. Yes. The way you talk to your friends, talk to him. I have, you have to just not talk, but you have to have that relationship Amen. with him. Amen. And like I could be in the kitchen, I could just talk to my father. And he will know, oh, that's Maureen, because I have a relationship with him. He's going to know my name. He's going to know my voice. 
And that's what my desire for our listeners and people that don't know him. Get to know him. Oh, Lord, it's a sweet thing. Yes, it is. It's a sweet thing. And one of my former pastors used to say, because I do work a lot, so I'm not in church like I want to be, but trust and believe whoever I talk to, we in church. Amen. Because we, Amen. We're, going to, we're, going to speak to, we're going to speak to God. And I don't care who I talk to or who we are at, supermarkets, laundry, it doesn't matter to me. I let people know my, my strength. Where is my strength coming from? As soon as they ask me what church, I say, Bethel Deliverance. Yes, sir, I don't have a problem because I know I'm being taught there. And one of my former pastors said, you need Jesus and a job because he still wants that 10%. You understand what I'm saying? But the, the, the guideline is I don't take my focus off. No. Although people may think so because I work so much. But guess what? My main focus is about my father's business. Amen, amen. And I love being about his business because as long as I stay in his grace, because his grace is sufficient for yes, me. Yes, it is. Yes, it if is. Like he, if he don't do nothing else for me, he's done enough. Amen? Amen. But but I, like I tell my wife, that, that one of the third ones here is called Pledge. Mm-hmm. Amen? Come on. And some of us that went to college, you know what, when you pledge a fraternity, a fraternity sorority, it's a commitment. The stuff that they make you do, I'm telling you. And th- just think about it now. We had a college. Okay, now, now I know everybody needs education. Don't get me wrong. But we go through some of the craziest things to pledge just to wear a, a letter. Pen, a letter. Okay, pen, yep. You know, I'll oh, I pledge. Side. Come you, on. You, run, you running down the street in a diaper. Oh, you, yeah. You, 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 you get the <laughs> tomato juice pouring all on you. You, you, you siphon gas out of somebody's tank. You don't, you're doing all this to pledge to a college, to a fraternity, to a sorority. But see, when it comes to us pledging our allegiance to Christ, we have a problem. Come on, come yes, on. Yes, we do. We have, we have a problem pledging, okay? Now, I'm going to tell you, if, if we pledge, believe me, it would be less vital situations going on in our lives because I tell my wife all the time, if it's not something going wrong in our life, we're not living right. Now, if we go four or five months and we don't lose our keys, our kids don't go through situations, they don't call me and try to harass me on the job, you know, my, my daughter is trying to be like everybody else. The world is too perfect. First off, I'm not doing something right. Uh-huh. Amen? Amen. I'm not doing something right. Now, when I get in a little situation that I know, like my wife would tell you all the time with my car, I, I, we, we done had a Tahoe. We had this Tahoe 13 years. Now, if anybody know anything about that Tahoe truck, is me. So we've been in situations where that Tahoe truck won't start. And you can't tell me the Holy Ghost ain't in that Tahoe. We got in a situation, we was in, in, in um, was it Atlantic City? No, we was in uh, Williamsport. We was in Williamsport. I tried my best when I got out there. I started that Tahoe about four or five times, turning it over. Then, 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 then. Tahoe would not start. So you know what we did? We went back in the hotel. The kids got in the swimming pool. They swam around. We ate had a good time. We were supposed to be leaving. But you know, just before we got back in the swimming pool again, to go on and settle down and, you know, to dry off, take a shower, we heard about the massive accident that was on 95. Yeah. Amen. Yes, amen. That we had just missed. Come on. See, that's that's the ram in the bush I'm talking about. 
We were mad because the Tahoe wouldn't start. But God said, you know what? Let me handle this. I'm going to keep y'all here just a little while longer to let y'all enjoy yourself. But what he did, he stopped us from getting in this accident because it was right where we were going at. Huh? Amen? Amen. And he, Now, you're talking about a blessing. You can't, you can't get no blessed than that because he told, and I know Satan probably told him, ah, let him leave, start the car. God said, no. Not Just like he told him about Job. What did he tell him about Job, honey? <laughs> what did he say? He, he's faithfully just. He will not turn his back on me. He won't say nothing to do me no harm. And he said you he's can do everything to him but, but take his life. Amen. You can do everything but take his life. And see, that's what God is saying to us today. I know I know. right now some of you are listening. You know, you're going through a lot in your life. You know, you, 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 you didn't... You didn't uh, Lost his job, and did this, you lost loved ones. But Come you know on. what? God is saying, I am still on the throne. Amen? And what I want from you is a commitment. Uh-huh. Right now, we have to make a commitment to Christ. Okay? Because, see, this is this is almost like when, when they try to tell you about the uh, the surplus from age 65 when you're about ready to go into, um, what what they call it, honey? Because I ain't there yet. <laughs> Go into your what? Uh, your, your Social Security? Yeah, Social Security, whatever. You know, they, they that, say. That's ain't the yeah, you get yeah, out of no, yeah, you get. No, that's somebody else's name. That ain't my name. <laughs> but just to sit there and, you know, they, they try to prepare you to do this for your medical, your, your, your Medicare, and this and that. And see, God is trying to set us up in that same aspect. But see, we have to be committed to Him. Okay? I know it's times, and, you know, and we're talking from experience. I know it's times when you, you come in from work and you're so tired, you don't feel like getting up, going and praising God, you don't feel like going to church, you just got in. I remember days when me and my wife came in, and we just came in the door. She said, honey, you home? I said, yeah. She has my suit ready for me to put on right there. I jump and take a shower, I throw the suit on, and we arrive, what, at least about 10, 15 minutes to church? Yeah. And by the time we get there, once they start praising and worship. I forget all about being tired. I get my energy back. Amen. I'm like, you know, a few minutes ago, if, I, if my head had hit the pillow, I would have been done. But it's just, it goes to show you how we get energy when we need it, but when it when it, when it comes from God and dealing with God, we too tired. But we, yeah. have to get, we have to get some things right. If he's not tired for us, we shouldn't be tired for him. And, and, and you know my, my my favorite phrase, and I used to use it a lot when I used to preach, is I want you to think about this because we've always said, oh, we're not going to church, we're not doing this. Uh, I'm not going out walking, handing out tracks. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But I try to put in each Christian person's mind, each believer. I don't I don't care if you seven day events. Each believer. It doesn't make a difference what your religion is. But just think if God took a day off. Amen? Amen. Come think, on. Of, think about the turmoil that would happen in the world if God took a day off. I mean, now you're sitting there, you're in an accident, and two of your loved ones is on the brink of, of checking out, you know, and you look up and you start praying, and you look and you see, uh, you go to make the call, and the call comes back. Um, God is not working today. Uh, call back after 7 o'clock tomorrow. Our business hours are 7 to 5. 
how many of you would just have a fit and fall out? So, see, what I'm saying in essence is we can't take a day off on God. If he took a day off, it would be so much turmoil in the whole world right now. And I just don't mean in the United States with this presidency thing. I'm talking all overseas and, you know, all over in Afghanistan, all over in Rome, London, England. If he took one day off, all the turmoil that he stopped, all the deaths that he stopped, all the people that he breathed life back into, when you just thought it was too late and they were gone, those people would be gone. Amen? Amen. You are so right. Because people don't realize, even when we have a little problem in my life, we holler, Jesus, help us. But when things are going so well, we don't, we don't mention his name. Not at all. And we have to do it right. We have to get better. In all aspects, I told you all before on one show, me and my husband, ask God for permission to do anything before you do it. When he wakes you up in the morning, you say, thank you for waking me up. Now, Father, what would you have me do? Let me know, Father. Order my steps. Amen. Because I want to be all I can be in God's army. I want to go that extra mile. I want to help whoever I can help. Whoever want to hear him, I, you know, just let me give a key. Let me plant a seed Amen. that God can water and see it grow. Because that's our job is to plant a seed. And that's what I like about Purpose Kingdom Network. That's what I like about Reverend Toy for giving this opportunity to get the message out. That's what I like about when working with Minister Robert Hudson yes, yes. and others because we get to fellowship with one another on Talk Shoe Radio so people can know that our God is living, he's alive, and he's walking, and he's coming back again. I want to be in his army so he can say, well done, my good and faithful servant, well done. Those are the words I want to hear because I want to be a good soldier in his army. Amen, amen. 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 Now, let me, let me, let me give you the, the origin of the history of commitment. The word commitment back in 19, no, excuse me, in 1610, this was the definition in 1610, action of officially co-signing to the custody of the state. Amen. Yes, yes, and, and we want to thank you for uh, tuning in the talk show. The phone number is 724-444-7444. ID number is 142658. And you can do 658 pounds, 142658 pounds, then hit one. Then you can listen. If you have a question or a comment, hit star eight. Amen. Amen. And remember again, this is Purpose Kingdom with your host Charles and Maureen Lee on the turning point. Amen. Amen. Now that that was the definition for sixteen ten. What it tells you is about officially co signing to the custody of the state. Commitment. Now in 1793, meaning commitment of one self's pledge, a promise. 
That was 1793. So you can see how it changes. The word commitment changes. It changes with the situations and changes with the centuries, the decades. Now, that was two definitions right there. You had 1610 and you had 1793. Now, let me give you the definition 1864. Brain to obligations or engagement. Amen? Amen. Now, the one that we had today I read earlier was the state of quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity. And I, I did that to let you know that although as commitment has changed its definitions, so has the world changed. So has God changed our lives. So now commitment now means more today than it did back in 1610 in 1793, okay, because now we have more wars. You have rumors of wars. You, you, you have a president that the people are coming out here, they're protesting in every state. You know, they, they're out talking about, you know, that's not my president. But the thing is, is like I said, God is still sitting on the throne and he's looking down. He hasn't forgot what's going on. And like my wife tells you, whenever something happens in this world, it was, it was, it was they had to get permission. For, for for them to do it, whatever they did, and believe me, that's just like when you tell your kids something or your children, you always have. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a ram in the bush, but you, you always have an alternative motive. Because if I tell you, as just like the word said, if I teach you how to fish, you eat for a lifetime. If I feed you, you eat for a day. Everything has a purpose. So see, this thing that's going on with us now, it has a purpose. We can't understand it right now, and we don't see where it's going, but it's going somewhere to glorify God. Amen? Because right now, the way this thing is going, God is going to get the glory in the end because we're going to start praising him more. We're going to start going to church more. We're going to start saying, oh, Father, we need you more. Because, see, when we're in good times, some people forget to pray, and some people forget to glorify the God that is keeping them alive every day. Amen. So, so you need some turmoils in your life. Amen? Amen. And, and like I was saying before, you know, the, the word commitment means a lot of many different things to people. And I, I had just jotted a few down that, that I wanted to bring to your attention. Like one I was telling my wife I met when I was in the Army, okay, and this, I joined that for a reason. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love America. And, and I went to war to fight and die for America. Just like I would fight and die for my Christ. Amen? Amen. But when I joined the Army, I made a commitment to serve my country in and out of war. Amen. Amen. That commitment started with me raising my hand and taking an oath. Now, we can take this to a whole other level because, see, you ever see somebody praise? Come on. Raise when they hand. get to praise, what they do? Got to raise their hand. They raise that hand. You're taking an oath. Amen. You're making a commitment. When you start shouting, saying, hallelujah, 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 that's a commitment to Christ saying, God, you know what? For you I live and for you I die. Amen. A lot of times we don't understand what we're going through, but believe me, we know that in the end it's just to glorify him. Amen? Yeah, it's so true. And see, like I said, that commitment, it started with raising my hand. But then after that, I, I did 20 years and I went to three wars. And if you could see me now on this radio, I am... My right frame of mind. Amen. I, I I never lost any limbs, thank God. Come on. But the thing was is, 
I've made a commitment, and through that commitment, Christ kept me. Come on, babe. Come on. Are you seeing where I'm going? Christ kept me. So through this commitment that I'm asking you to make now, since we're going through so much with these different things going on in the world, Christ will keep you. Come on. Amen? Amen. He will keep you. I know times when I was in war, I ain't never thought that I wouldn't make it back, but it was rough. I had times when I had to talk to almost 15 men one time, and they told me, Captain Lee, uh, they talking about where we going. A lot of us not going to make it back. This is not going to happen. I said, let me explain something to y'all. I didn't come over here not to go back. Amen? Amen. I said, the God that I serve told me he'll bring me over, and he'll bring me back. So I'm telling you now, don't believe everything you hear and believe half of what you see. Amen? Because I'm telling you, we have to make that commitment. See, we're right now in, in, in the army for the Lord. Amen? And that army we're in for right now, when you raise your hand and make that oath, it's, it's no backing out because, see, now God is putting faith in you to sit up there and put his word out, to pull his people into the storehouse. Yeah. Amen? He's looking for you to bring his people in. Yeah. So, see, when we sit down and, and on our seat of do nothing, and then you wonder why God is not blessing you, he's not, he's not giving you the financial blessings you're supposed to have. He's not sitting up there giving you that house that you desire. He's not giving you that car that you desire. All of a sudden, you sit back and just look at what you're doing for Christ. We didn't got complacent. We've gotten comfortable. So, see, every once in a while, God got to shake us up. And in 19 and 20, not 19, in 2016, he's shaking us up. Amen? Amen. We he's need opening to be our eyes. Up. He's shaking us up. We need to be shaken up. Because he's saying, look. Y'all sitting back so long, and we haven't had wars, we haven't had this, we haven't had that. So now you figure, oh, everything is good. God said, no, no, I want you to get back on your post. Because he says, be ye ever ready. Okay? And that means that for the, the type of war, the type of situations we're going through. But you know what? If you're, if you're grounded in the word, Come on. and you're grounded in Christ, this stuff right here... It will shake you up for a moment, but then it then, then you jump shake right it back. Off. You jump back back to reality, shake that, that spiritual reality. You say, "Oh no, no, this this is not for me." Amen. This, this is not for me. And a lot of people don't know they, they they have their earthly phrases. You know, if it don't apply, let it fly. Amen. Okay, and that's the same thing with what's going on in the world. As a Christian, you shouldn't be paying attention to a lot of this stuff. I'm not saying don't look at it and know what's going on around you, but I'm saying don't get that deep into it. To where it's taking your sleep. You arguing with your spouse. You fussing with your kids because of what you see, what's going on. But God said, I got you. And I got them. But even when you go through things with your kids, it's their turn to make their mistakes. Especially yes, when they're a certain age, 13, when they have their own sins to answer to. So 13, they should know, look, honey, you know I love you, but you got your own sins now. Amen. I can no longer carry them. Now you can carry on. So, yeah, I trust and believe they're going to make their mistakes, but if you raise them right, they're going to come out on top. And that's when Amen. they spiritually have to grow. Amen. Because, see, a, a, a lot of us as parents, we stifle our kids. And and, and don't don't get me wrong. I, I mean, you know, it's tight, but it's right. Don't, don't don't get me wrong. We've done that. And you have to get to a point where you have to sit and look and say, enough is enough. 
you sit up there and you want to do everything for them. I know, I know you can't, you can't, you know, you can't go above a mother's love. But sometimes you have to sit back and let them bump their head on that ground every now and then. Let's Amen. Start, let's start catching it. Let's start putting the pillow underneath so they have a soft fall. Because see, if you don't know how hard the fall is, you're gonna keep going back doing the same thing. But if you get down, it's just like a like a kid when you was growing up. They tell you don't touch the stove. I knew parents back then. They didn't put your hand in no fire, but they let you touch that stove and you feel see how heat. hot it is and feel the heat. But you know what? You never touch the stove no more. Amen. And that heat that you felt right there ain't nothing like you're going to feel in hell. But Amen. see, see what you got to understand, and, and, and I learned this through a lot of mentors and a lot of bishops and pastors I, I sat under, that y'all got to realize hell is not for us. Amen. Hell is not for the believer and the people that are committed to Christ. It's not for us. So all that, you're going to hell, it's not for us. That place was made for the people that started out a long time ago and knew they weren't going to live their life for Christ. Just like this, just like when, 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 when God destroyed the city with fire. Did you think them people went to heaven? Come on. They, they had a place for them in hell. Amen. Now let me get back to my other examples. Now here I have a police officer. This is this is another commitment. When you join these obligations, you can be a police officer, correction officer, um, fireman. But these are other obligations. You also make a commitment to serve the people of your state, your town, etc. By again taking the oath and what again, honey, raising that hand. hand. Here we go again with that hand. That hand is up again. See, that's a that's a mark to let somebody know I am committed. That's just like when you're in a in, in, in an airport and somebody's looking for you. They don't know your name, but you see a sign, and on the sign they may have Bishop So and So, Pastor So and So. The person raised their hand. Uh, hold the sign up. You raise your hand over here. That 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 gives a, a commitment of oh I, I see you. I know who you are. And that's the same way we we need to do with Christ. When we out here and we talk with people, don't be ashamed to talk to nobody about your God. Uh-huh. Don't don't be ashamed because that that might be the person that He put in your path that day. Yeah. See see God God has a lot of tests for us, and He He He's a God of tests. I'm talking last minute quizzes and stuff like that. You know, uh, that person that you passed the other day, and I hope I ain't stepping on nobody's foot. That person you passed the other day that you need to get that dollar to or something. You say I don't know why they look at they so dirty. I, <laughs> and, and, and they big and they on the corner. That might have been one of your tests. Could have been an angel. You 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 gotta watch who you're talking to because you you might be entertaining angels. Amen. Amen. So see, I'm not saying every day go out there and every person you see with their hand out, give them money or you know God saying to help them. You have to be a discernment of spirits and you have to ask God. God, is this what you want me to do? Do you need me to help this person? And see, if we do that every day. Even when we wake up, because me and my wife, like I said, we're still working on that. And that, that, that's, that, that's a work in progress with everybody. God, what would you have for me to do today? Yeah. Amen? And see, when God leads you, your day is going to be much better. Even if, you, even if you're having trouble on your job, you got, you got people that, that's harassing you. You got somebody that's trying to get into you and take your, your position, trying to fire you. If you pray before you go to work, and ask God, God, any harm or danger, seen and unseen, move it out of my way, God. If I be for you, he, you said, who could be against me? 
Amen? And see, you have to do that on a daily basis because if you don't, all you're doing is just setting yourself up for a disaster. Because, like I said, God wants to hear it. He's a he, He's a listening God. It's not always, you know, people, and I, I hear it for years, ever since I was a little boy, oh, God knows my heart. He knows what I want, you know. No. Then when you go through all that, he knows my heart, he knows this, and things don't evolve, all of a sudden you're sitting there looking like, God, what what is going on? What happened? I did what you told me. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Did you, did, did you go out and hug somebody today? Did you go out and look and say, God bless you? You know, or you found out somebody had a situation, you gave them a, you gave them a nice word, you know, well, well I'm, I'm sorry that, that you lost your job. But you know what? It's always the ram in the bush that we talk about God. He has a better job for you. Amen. Amen. You know, may, maybe your use on that job was up. You didn't need to be there no more. Uh-huh. So now he's taking you to another level to where you can do something else for somebody else because you, you did everything you could do right there. People don't realize sometimes you outgrow people, places, and things. And you have to learn, okay, I outgrew this. What God getting into me next? Where God want me to go next? Because wherever he wants you to go next, it's another job there for you to do. Amen. And you always got to stay focused. You always got to have that attitude, what's next? Believe me, something's coming for you to do. So that's why God is asking. You got to get in this race. You gotta win it, amen. Amen. And 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 the last one that 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 I have here was three of them, and, and the last one is marriage, also called matrimony, uh-huh. or wedlock, is a socially, ritually recognized union or legal contract between a spouse that establishes the rights and obligations between them and between their children. Now, now see. I don't know, a lot of guys out here, and you have to be spiritually bounded and ground, really grounded in, in the word. When you come and you, I, I, I call it, uh, attach yourself to a ready-made family. First off, if you come in as a spiritual man, everything else is going to fall into place. It's not going to look good. It's not going to look sweet from the beginning. But that's why it says you have to get the bond or obligations between you and your spouse and the kids. A lot of people don't realize one thing that you try to not do when you go, you know, you attach yourself to a ready-made family is you don't move too fast. Amen? Uh-huh. And my old saying is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So as you get into a ready-made family, you sit there and you take things day by day. You already say that you learned your spouse, you learned the wife, but now if you know her, you should know the heart of her children. Amen? And that's just like anybody that says they're a Christian, but then you tell me that something happens to somebody and you don't have compassion for them. See, you you don't have the heart of my father. Amen? Because if you're a Christian, you have the heart of my father. I'm not saying that you're not going to jump and run out and go do something for somebody or just blow all your money trying to help them, but you'll have compassion in your heart. You may you may try to go and see if you can set them up with somebody to to get to get housing or set them up with somebody to get food. But if you have no compassion in your heart, because Christ had a lot of compassion, when He walked this earth, 
he had a lot of compassion. And he just didn't all the time just jump and run and touch this person and heal this person. And, you know, he had certain points where he was doing miracles. He just wasn't doing 50, 20 miracles a day. Amen? Amen. So, see, we need to learn that if we get led by the Holy Spirit, when we do something, we can't be wrong. Amen? Okay. Well, uh, uh, what's Minister Rob? Are we ready for the call of salvation? Hello? Bless God. Bless God. Bless God. Amen. Amen. Yes. I, I am here. I'm blessing God for your word. I was sitting here uh, typing up some key points that you all said on our event page, and I'm just blessing God because I'm also jotting down notes for me to apply to my personal life as we take this deeper look at the word commitment. And, you know, I always love when Minister Charles and Maureen come before us and they bring a word because I love the a passion that they bring for God's word, and I love the passion that they bring for God. And I was listening to you all talking. You were talking about commitment, and you know, I I got to thinking about something that we never really look at for real, and that is the commitment that God made to us. Amen. You know, we talk about our commitment to him, but let me tell you about his commitment to us. God was so committed to us that even when we didn't want him, he still wanted us. God is so committed to us that even when we don't know him, he still knows us. God is so committed to us that he took on the form of man, came into this world, died on the cross to redeem us back from the penalty of sin, then rose from the grave. His commitment is so deep that he made one request. All we have to do is believe. That's it. That's right. God. That, uh, Jesus, that is deep. We just got to believe. We don't have to do no tricks. We mm-hmm. don't have to do no special jumps, flips, hips, nothing. We just got to believe. And he said, yeah. believe right now today. Believe while you're still high. Believe while you're still drunk. Believe still laying next to that man's wife. Believe while you're still laying next to that man, that woman's husband. Believe while you're abusing one another. Believe If you just stop. And yes. notice I didn't say stop what you was doing. I said just stop for mm-hmm. a second and just say, Father God, I believe. Not only do I believe in the gift of Jesus Christ, but I accept it in my life. Do you know that the words I accepted in my life, the Holy Spirit is sitting right next to God saying that, you know what that covers, right? Mm -hmm. That covers forgiveness of his sins. That covers forgiveness of past sins, future sins, even the sin he's doing now. Because I'm getting ready to go down there and we're going to clean all this up. But you... All you have to do is say, I accept. 
accept him in my life. Yeah. He did make one more request. He said, just tell somebody that you did it. That's it. He said, if you're not embarrassed to claim me before man, I will not be embarrassed to claim you before my father. You know how deep that is. That means he doesn't care what you have done, what you did, what you're doing. That if you come to him right now, I don't mean come to him like you go to the mechanic, you know, take your car, drop it off, and then you want to phone every five minutes talking about can I get that back. No, I mean go to him now. Start reading his word. Start letting it sink into you. Instead of going to sleep with, with R&B playing, go to sleep with God's word playing. Let it get into your subconscious. Yes. According to God's word, if you accept him into his life and confess it according to his word, you are saved. We're not talking about a church membership. We're talking about a Christ relationship. We're talking about a God relationship. If you don't have anybody you can tell, you can always email us right here at Purpose Kingdom uh, Network, where our email address is purposekingdomnet at gmail.com. We're in the process of setting up a web page where you'll be able to reach out to us and connect with us directly that way also. God is just moving, and we are blessing God for what he is doing. All we're asking is that you give God a chance. This word says, taste and see that I am good. If I came to you licking my fingers with a big, juicy T-bone steak, and I'm just, this is just some good, just some good steak, nice, juicy, tender. Somebody going to look at me and say, can I get a piece? Let me see what that tastes like. Amen. I'm sitting here telling you this is a good, nice, loving, merciful, graceful, always by my side type of God that I serve. Yes, yes. All I want you to do is taste and get a taste and see the commitment he has for you. Yes. Ministers. I'm placing it back in your hands. I just want to quickly say you can follow us at Facebook at Purpose Kingdom on Twitter and Instagram at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Uh, You can email any comments, questions, suggestions to us directly at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. That's PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. Know that we love you with the love of Christ. We're praying with you. We're praying for you. Please join us tomorrow evening right here at www.talkshoe.com for another episode of Purpose Kingdom Network Ministries. We will be coming with you with our host, the universal angel herself, Miss Lovely Ellis. So please join us here. Minister Charles, Minister Lee, please take us home with the word. If we have to go a little in the archive, we can, but continue to let the Holy Ghost use you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. We have three things that I want to wrap up here with. It's called, it's three three laws. One is the law of reproduction. Another one is the law of loss. And the last one is the law of change. Let Let me explain these to you individually. 
The law of reproduction means whatever you are, you reproduce. Amen? Mm. So, so see, when we out there and we trying to pick that mate, we trying to pick that soul mate, that one we're going to be with forever, the one that we're going to get together and we're going to put our seeds together and we're going to produce a child. Whatever you are, you reproduce. So, see, you sisters and you brothers out here that are getting these people that are saying, oh, well, they're not in the church right now. They don't believe in Christ, but they will sooner or later. You know what? I'm telling you from experience, if they're not there right now, don't have no kids by them. Amen? Because whatever you are, you reproduce. Amen. So, see, until our lives link up spiritually, or until we get to a point to where the child that we have is going to be grounded in Christ, because I know they don't come out knowing the word, but at least it's in the bloodline. Amen? So that first law is the law of reproduction. Whatever you are, spiritually, naturally, whatever you are, you reproduce. Amen? Amen. And now the second one is the law of loss. Come on. And see, this is what we've been going through for years as Christians, and we and we, we haven't got this right yet, the law of loss. Anything that is unprotected will be stolen. Amen? That's like if I leave the door of my house open, I'm telling you whatever you want, come in and get it. And that's the same thing with my spiritual background. If I leave that open to higher beings, because you know, you know how people that got money, people got a lot of money, the rich people, they don't, they don't say Christ and, you know, the Holy Spirit. They don't know about the Trinity. They call it a higher being. Okay? So, see, if you see these people, you see them every day. They're celebrities. They're whoever. They, they, they have millions of dollars. You see them next year and they broke because anything unprotected will be stolen. Amen? Amen. But, see, as Christians, we need to know that everything lost is the seed for restoration. Ooh. Amen? Let me say that again. Let me say that again, because right. I, I, I don't think some of y'all got that. Everything lost is the seed for restoration. A seed for a sevenfold return is within anything Satan has stolen from you. Uh-huh. Amen? On. So, see, we have something to look forward to. We're not of the world. You know, we're in the world. Come so, on. Anything that's stolen from us from Satan is a sevenfold return. So I look, I look for him to take it, you know, because I thought it was a whole lot when I seen I lost five hundred dollars. But to see him look, I'm gonna get thirty five hundred dollars back. You know, it, it, it looks a whole lot different. So see, it says everything that is lost is a seed for restoration. Amen. So see, the word say don't don't count it as a loss. And the third one is the law of change. Amen? Amen. And change is always proportionate to knowledge. Mm-hmm. Come on. Amen? Because, see, you know, a lot of people know you, 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 don't, you don't go and do it anything like in your life don't change unless you gain knowledge. You have to gain knowledge. Let me read that again. Change is always proportionate to knowledge. Now, knowledge is the seed for change. Amen? Amen. Knowledge 
produces change. Come on. So, see, that's like a lot of us here. We're going to college to get these degrees. If we don't get that knowledge, we can't change our life. They always tell you that you can earn more with a college degree than a high school diploma. So if you have a high school diploma and I have a college diploma, that means that I have what? Just a little more knowledge than you have. And what is knowledge? What is knowledge? Come on. Knowledge is the seed for change. Amen? Now, pain, because, see, a lot of times in that Christian walk, we go through a lot of pain. Pain never produces change. I don't care what you're going through, but that pain is not going to make anything in your life change. Pain, what pain does in our lives, pain produces the desire for change. Because when we're going through something and we don't like it, like what it's doing to us, we want that thing to change. Amen? Mm -hmm. So, see, the more pain you go through, the more desire that you have to get out this slump that you're in or get out this spiritual uh, slump that you're in. So the pain brings on a desire. Pain doesn't make change. It brings on a desire to change. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, pain never produces change. See, we, we, God takes us through pain sometimes to change our way of thinking, change, change our way of, of, of praising him. The, the, the way we, we desire to talk to him because he figures that the more pain we go through, we don't want to do this no more. I'm not going through this this, this drought no more of, of, of financial loss and, you know, and, and losing this and losing that. I'm not going through that no more. So I want to change in my life. Amen? Come on. Now, one thing else people got to realize, just because you need something is not going to bring on change neither. Need does not produce a change. No. Not at all. One thing we have to remember that produces change is knowledge. We can't get no further in this life unless we have a knowledge of God's word. And the word says, my people suffer from a lack of knowledge. Knowledge. Amen? So, see, we, we have to get knowledge on an earthly basis, and we have to get knowledge on a spiritual basis. We can't just, because, see, so, sometimes you have to have a balance. You can't be so earthly good till you're not heavenly good. You can't Amen. be so heavenly good till you're not earthly good. That's where that balance comes in. That's where you get a balance of earthly knowledge uh -huh. and you get a balance of heavenly knowledge. That's when you can deal with the things that we're looking at right now. Amen? Amen. Come on. We have to have that knowledge so when we look at it and say, you know what? God said the battle is not mine. It's the Lord's. That's right. So, see, ain't no sense in me going out there arguing and fussing and saying, I don't know why this happened. Because I still don't know why it happened. Even if I get out there and get mad and get in trouble, I still won't know why it happened. But you know what? God says, sit back and know that I am God. And like my wife said before, he's a, he's a, he's a jealous God. He's a very jealous God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And we're going we're gonna to go and try to, try to wrap this thing up a little bit because we, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the turning point. But all we ask of you is, if you receive something from this, this show tonight, tell a friend, tell a coworker, tell somebody in your church, and, and let them know that the phone number is 724-444-7444. ID number 142-658-POUND. Then you can hit one pound. And if you need to talk, hit star eight. Amen? Amen. 
But remember, just remember, you got to be all you can be in God's army. Amen. And you, one thing you're going to find out, you can't be God's giving. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. Amen. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.